Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What is going on, everybody? My name is Colin All. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about all things to do with film. Ooh. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? I'm doing good, Connor. I'm yeah. doing good. Now, you... I don't know if you want to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> Go on. But you told me the second I saw you today, you said, guess how much I spent at the cinema. (laughs) So this is our Birds of Prey special. Absolutely. So to do that, we would have to go to the cinema. And and go see the film. And go see the film. That would be, I would think that would be the one necessary recommendation for this show. I will wing it. We'll just see what (laughs) happens. Guess. Just guess. I think that happens. According to Wikipedia. Read the Wikipedia plot. (laughs) That sounds good. Yes, I must see that. Yes. Um... Yeah, I I went to the cinema last night and, you know, you just turn up and I had that awkward moment where you're at the till and I had the money in my hand, Sean. Yes. I had a 20 that's, in my hand. That's the most amount of money all you can I, have. All I wanted was a ticket and a drink and, yeah. a, and a bit of popcorn. Bit of popped corn. A bit of popped corn. So I had the 20 in my hand. Hand it up to the guy. He says 24 euro. 24! Good lord. <laughs> I had the awkward moment where I had the 20 and I put away the wallet. <laughs> you, I had the, you thought this transaction's finished. <laughs> this <is done. laughs> but the change in my back, even if he only gives me 10 cent back, it's fine. It's fine, I'll deal with that. Surely can't be over 20. 24, 24 sir. 24 is more than 20. So I had the awkward moment where you have to reach back into your wallet, pull out another five. Pull out the card. Pull out the card. Say, oh, I can't tap it. You have to put it in the machine. Oh, it would be easy spending if we're tapping it, wouldn't you? Oh, you're better off not having it. <laughs> so, that was your experience. Oh, man. I'm already against this movie from the get-go. <laughs> I, I was, Just on a financial level. I was mad. I was mad going in. And you're mad leaving. Oh, mad leaving. Oh, God. Just seething for an hour and 45 minutes. I wasn't even listening to the movie. You're saying like 24 euros. Oh, that's fucking bollocks. He's <laughs> talking to the person beside you. Here, do you know how much that cost? And they're in the cinema. Yeah, yeah he paid the same. Yeah, it's mad. Aren't you livid? You are, aren't you? 
<laughs> so this is our Birds of Prey spoiler special. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, should we go non-spoilers first? But it's a spoiler special. It's a spoiler so. special. I think we don't enjoy talking non-spoilers. No. I will just ruin it. Yeah. So mm. we're just going to limit our audience right from the get-go. Let's just go all in. If you've seen this movie, uh, then fair play to you. Keep on listening. If you haven't... Take that story with the 24 euro to heart yeah. and just go off. Just go off. <laughs> you have a free pass this There's week. nothing for you here. <laughs> also, I just want to put blanket statement. Spoilers for all DCEU movies as well. Oh, yeah. Because like they're yeah. already out and will probably spoil something from somewhere. Um, what I want to start off first with is not the actual plot itself. Ah, good. But <laughs> Wikipedia will be here in a second. <laughs> but just the whole story around this movie and in regards to... A lot of people saying it's bombed. Yeah. I feel like that's a complete, like... It's like, I don't know. I think it's wrong to say that. Because I think they just overestimate how much they would make in the first place. Yes. And I I think there's a lot of other factors about how a movie makes money. Yeah. I think, like, opening weekend or whatever, worldwide, about $80 million. Yeah. Which any other movie makes $80 million. And you're like, wow. The problem is, or if it's $80 million global... Uh, dom- um, domestically I think they made 35 yeah but I think they had predicted a 55 domestic at 110 opening so when they got less than that they were like well we're bobbing lads this is it this is it we're done we can't come back but like to put that in comparison Sonic came out and that's made 65 million dollars and everyone's like that's amazing yeah you know like it's it, it's and this is an R-rated movie as well we can't, movie, yes. we can't like forget about that. If this had made, if this had been a PG thirteen, this makes fifty million dollars easy. Yeah, for first week because just so, that's just people going to see it. Like a Suicide Squad, I think that made fifty million dollars. I don't have the figures on me, but I'm assuming it did. Yeah, I remember it being grand. Yeah, like, in terms of money. But weirdly, I think that it could be a good thing because for all of the previous movies, people have been burned by DC before. Yeah. And so what happens is Batman vs Superman had a massive opening weekend. Suicide Squad, massive opening weekend. Yeah. And then there's this little thing called word of mouth. And people are like, that's dog shit. There's a little phrase called once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> and people are like, maybe I won't go see it. Or I'm taking a seat Suicide Squad. You see the last night, Tom? What did you think? Oh, it's oh, bad. Oh, I paid 24 euro. Yeah, 24 <laughs> euro. Like, I don't, yeah, I think, it, I think a lot of this is people not trusting the DCEU. But this will have legs. Absolutely, and I like all of the, all of the things that are good in this film are great. The slip ups in it, and there are a few slip ups. There are. I think you can you can forgive that, and I think ultimately, it's a good movie, and it's one of the most visually interesting DC films yes. we've had, which I think is important. Are you saying you don't like dull and grey and sad? Oh, CGI fog is the best thing. CGI fog and aliens are the only thing I'll take in. The only way to go. If I don't see Baba with a gun, I'm walking out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I paid entry, as I've already said. 24! That's the last time. We'll drop it, I'll drop it. Um, But, like, I just... This movie also will do well, like, merchandising. How many Harley Quinn t-shirts sold? After Suicide Squad, which is a dog shit movie. Yes. But the only issue with this is they've actually changed the name. Did you see that? They changed it, like, this week. Yeah, literally, I think it was, um, I was reading a review, and what the guy said, uh, they literally changed the name in the hour I was in the cinema. I walked into Birds <laughs> of Prey, and I walked out with Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Yeah, because it was, 
uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Appensimation of one Harley Quinn. Yes. Uh, Roll not the tug. It really does. <laughs> and they changed to Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. I think it should be Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yes. But also, this is not a Birds of Prey film. No, it's a Harley Quinn movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie through and through. And Margot Robbie shines in it. Margot Robbie is Margot Robbie. She's yeah. like an absolute star. She's an unreal actress. Yeah. But I think that this movie is very much the prequel to a Birds of Prey film that we might not get anymore if this doesn't make as much as they want. Which is sad. It is sad because I do like the Birds of Prey in this. Specifically Huntress. I think she's real good. Do yeah. I like the Huntress oh, character. I'm going to disagree on that. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Well, there's another character that I think we'll agree on. Okay. And that's Cassandra Kane. Did we both hate her? I, she's just... She, <laughs> she's not done well, no. I don't think. Not, not about the actress, but no. the writing... I think, broadly speaking, I think this is, I have it written here, good actors, visuals and fights let down by a screenplay. Yeah, the script is a bit iffy. Yeah. Um, I I think, as you said, it's well cast and all the actors are giving it the ball, but like some of the scenes just don't work. Yeah. Or, for example, Cassandra Kidd, I, I should, I'd said hate, but really what I meant was, like... She's Cassandra Cain in name only. Exactly. That's not Cassandra Cain in any way. No, and it's not even like pre the Cassandra Cain we know. No, that's so pre Cassandra Cain is even more of a mute that's, than it is. So Cassandra Cain is like this ultimate assassin, daughter of Lady Shiva and David Cain from yeah. the League of Assassins. So Lady Shiva is like um Lady C- Shiva in the DC universe is the greatest fighter. She taught Batman everything he knows. Yeah. And she's basically if you fight Lady Shiva you die. And uh, Cassandra Cain is her daughter and um, David Cain, who's basically one below Rachel Cool. Second in command second of the League in, of Assassins. So that's a pretty good two parents. She's raised to be mute. So David Cain raises her in the League of Assassins, assassins to be a mute. Um, and so because if she can't talk, then she can use the energy that she would use to form words to re- predict her opponent's next moves in a fight. She becomes very, like, she can pick up on the tiniest of cues, like, visually. So she knows audibly. how to block or yeah. kick or duck. Yeah. And becomes the ultimate killing machine. But in this, she's kind of just a thief. She's just she's just a kid who's a who's a pickpocket. And a bit of a brawler. Yes. Like, that's kind of it. And they're all kind of brawlers in this. Mm. Which, un- actually, some of the... There there are a couple of exceptions to that. Which is the fight in the police station. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that, yes. And the fight in the locker room. the Like, the evidence lock-up Oh, area. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I just want to bring those up. I count that as the same scene, because it's like a continuation. It, it yeah, yeah, fair. The stakes keep getting higher as it goes along. Yeah. Um. So, I think... Th- we we can do the usual thing where we'll go through the through the story in a loose way, yes. plus say what we like, what we dislike, and then at the end we'll go through the cast and see who stood out and just the, the random facts, random thoughts we have. Okay. Any other business? Alb. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> they never invite you to AGMs. <laughs> Agams. Aubs. <laughs> um, so it starts off. This is the Harley Quinn intro. The first fifteen minutes are all just Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, she's explaining her breakup from the Joker. Um, you see her life now, how she got kicked out, and then her blowing Ace chemicals up. Yes. That's the first 15 minutes. And that's solid. That's, yes. that's where the movie needs to go. Um, it's cool. I enjoyed this. Like, it's, it's a fun star. It is a fun star. You have it's, to be in on Harley Quinn, the character. Though. You do, and you need to... I, I see a lot of people comparing this to Deadpool. 
Yeah, it, it it wants to be Deadpool. It does a bit without being the talk straight to the camera yes. Deadpool. But I don't mind a narration. What I don't like in this film is... Oh, yeah, here we go. ...the structure of it. Yeah, no, I did, really don't like the structure. No, <laughs> and, I fe- and I feel it's a crutch... Yes. To, to where people are like, oh, it's interesting storytelling. Mm. No, it's not. See, what I've heard is, um, throughout this plot, is like it starts, it goes for the first 15, then it goes back. Yeah. And then it goes another five, and then it goes back, and then it gets to the police station, and she's like, oh, sorry, you don't understand what the gravity of the let, situation let is. Let me go back let and explain. Let me go explain. back again. I think it, I was not in, but not even not in. I was just like bouncing all over the place, like... What is going on? I, I understand it's not linear. It's meant to be from Harley's point of view that she's crazy, so all of her thoughts are a bit scattershot. But as a viewer, I was kind of watching it going, I don't know if I'm into this. And it wasn't until like it became linear that I actually became more invested because I could actually yeah. invest in a scene. The, yeah, the first, like, I want to say the first act, but some of the second act mm. is manic. Like in yeah, the way you just it's never taught. stop. Yeah, you can't, and you can't. There's no, you forget which point in time you're in. Now, manic can be fun. Manic can be lead to excitement and energy. But if it's done the right way, it's it's the structure of the situation. Like I think the stakes get lower every time you go back. Like yeah. you show us a scene, and then you have to show us the whole backstory to get to that scene. Exactly. So we know where we're going to end up, and at a certain point, you're just like, I get it. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. Like, the Huntress backstory is quite... Like, it's... It's literally just thrown in there in, like, 60 seconds. Exactly. The Bertinelli Massacre. Okay, moving on. (laughs) It's just there. (laughs) Where And I feel like you you could have got that just from the way the character acted throughout the rest of the film. I think the main thing that stood out to me that I loved about this movie is that it feels like a universe that's lived in. And this is this is the first DC world. Now, I think for someone like me who mm-hmm. knows these characters, that really paid off. Cause That's fair. I understand all this. Like I, I'm like, you don't need to tell me all this stuff. I understand. Obviously, you need to tell people. But I, I love the fact that she's like Roby. Me and Roby have had a fun time. Like, there's definitely some bit history between all of these characters. Yeah. And I quite enjoy that. It's just it feels like Gotham. Like, things have just happened. I do. Gotham is good in this. Yeah, it just happens. Whereas, I think in the previous ones, say Justice League, or it doesn't, like, Gotham is nothing. Like, it's not a city. No. You kind of just get dropped in, this thing happens, you just get pulled out. It could be Manhattan, it could be Detroit, it could be yeah. anywhere. But that's also a detriment, because if all these things, if there's history there, you do have to have the, and there's a Bertinelli massacre, okay, now moving on, and then there's, you have the Huntress. And then- <laughs> yeah, but also, this has the problem that all the, DC solo films have which is where the fuck is Batman if there's there's not even one scene you think there's a whole army at the end of this movie that turned up and Baba wouldn't be like here lads she blows up a <laughs> chemical plant in Gotham in Gotham it's chemicals and he's just not there <laughs> Well, look, Robert Pattinson, he's getting the suit on. He has to go to that photo shoot. That's true. Oh, he has done. to put that gun on his chest. <laughs> he's, he's reloading. <laughs> it's taking him so long. Because <laughs> it's in half. He has to cut all the bullets yeah. in half. There's one bullet, two bullet, three bullets. I'm going to kill some people outside an opera. Oh, the people in my periphery are fucking dead, lads. Uh, that's a bit of bat suit yeah. talk. No, what you? can you do? Um, yeah, so you have all the introduction. Um, of Harley and immediately like 
Harley is the carrying force of this movie. She's the driving force. But yeah. that's good because Harley's your biggest star. Unfortunately, she's your biggest star from a movie that was bad three years ago. Yeah, but I do like that she's... Like, Margot Robbie is sticking with this. Yes. And she's just like, no, I like this character. And she's good. Well, obviously, she's, she's Margot Robbie. She's Margot Robbie. But, like, even, like, this is a much better, even from Suicide Squad, this is a much better Harley. This is a a Harley that is written and directed to be Harley. She could no, easily be grating, but she's not. She's not. Which is the best compliment you can give. Yeah, and she could easily be there just to be sexy and crazy. Yes. But she was in Suicide Well, Squad. a lot of people had complaints now, Sean. Now, I don't want to name names, right? Yes. But I would assume a lot of people with neckbeards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, this film got woke and went broke. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> well, the issue they had was, if they had just made Harley sexy, yeah. more people would have showed up. I just want to say. Yeah, there, there, there was a... A, a good thing written and it was the male gaze versus the female gaze mm. which is that in Suicide Squad Harley is wearing like these tiny little short shorts and fishnets and a real tight fit in clothing mm. whereas and in she's this, in the rain all the time absolutely yes sure why wouldn't sure, she why wouldn't everyone she else is bone dry <laughs> but uh, uh, in in Birds of Prey She's wearing what she would want to wear because she's yeah. like, that's fun. That's what Harley would wear in the comic books. Yeah, she'd just wear the shit that she likes. That whole thing is fascinating because, we, like, we even see at the start in the cartoon, like, Harley's original outfit is head to toe covered. Absolutely. In a Harlequin outfit. It's a full jumpsuit. Like. like, it's completely full for the animated series. Like, it was only literally, I think, in the Arkham series. The Ar- yeah, the Arkham ones was the first one to do the, like, Lolita kind of... That they took it all away. But we've talked about that. We did a Harley Quinn Hero Zero. She's way more interesting because the idea is that she's this absolutely, like, beautiful human being, right? Mm-hmm. Who's a genius. Yeah. And, like, she's a gymnast. And she's meant to, like... It even say, like, she's, like, um, she was the homecoming queen in her school. And she's, like, the most beautiful person She had everything school. going everything. for her. And she just dresses head to toe and makeup completely covered. You can't see... I, and even she, the makeup isn't, like, winged eyeliner and red lipstick. It's just a big white it's face. It's white face. Yeah. Like, it's... And I think she's way more interesting as a character that she doesn't give a shit about any of that stuff. Not like, at all. She'll do what, like, she likes dressing like that and that's it. She's just a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I like, this movie does a really good job of showing Harley being Harley. Yes. The Joker is also mentioned every five minutes. That's an issue because nobody likes Jared Leto. No, they got a body double to do his bits. But also, like... He's the worst part of the movie, the previous. Yeah, but uh, the plot of this movie pretty much hinges on, oh, the Joker is gone, now we can kill Harley. Yeah, like... Because she has made a list of enemies. Which makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. But I kind of enjoyed that. That's why, I mean, like, Gotham is lived in. Like, that's what would happen. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, I get you there. Although they're talking about something that we have not seen. Like, they're like, the Joker's so scary. He's so feared. Nobody gives a shit about Jared Leto. Yeah, like, (laughs) like, we all know of, like, from the comics and The Dark Knight... The Joker is a force to be reckoned with. Yes. No one wants to cross him. Like, even the animated Joker, as you say. Exactly. Like, nobody's cu- killing Mark Hamill Joker. Or, or nobody's touching Harley Quinn. While Mark Hamill Joker is alive. While Mark Hamill Joker is alive, because he will kill you. Exactly. But to, in this, it's like, everything we've seen of the Joker in this universe has been... Pretty much he's just a thug. <laughs> 
with a Lamborghini. And he's got damage on his head. He's got damage on his head. Uh, I have a question about that later, actually, what? about the Joker's presence in this movie. Okay. But I want to wait just until we get to later on in it. Okay, so, yeah, as I said, the first 15 minutes, Harley gets emancipated. Yeah. Um, she goes free. She moves in with Doc. Doc takes her in. He's a Good old man. Doc. Good Doc's old Doc. the best. He'll never turn on us. Doc, Doc. <laughs> and, but this is our first rewind. Yeah. Um, because we have to go back to Renee Montoya. And uh, oh, also she buys a hyena, which she names Bruce yeah. during this. But that's just... Um, but yeah, then we have Renee Montoya. That goes back. We see the first killing of Huntress. Yeah. Um, and she's going around killing all the mobsters. Wouldn't be like her. Wouldn't be like her. Now, I did like that because I remember your Huntress hero zero. Helena Bertinelli has like the most fascinating backstory. She, like, I would, you could do a Huntress movie. Yeah. Is the thing. The, I was actually thinking that, that you could, but also it's just her going around killing people. That would be hard to like I don't know empathise with I get you I get, but if you do John Wick Huntress movie yeah actually oh actually that's pretty good yeah man <laughs> pretty good which were the fight choreographers for John Wick yes. on this film yes that's you why I love it. the fights in yes, it yes yeah. you can see it uh, but yeah Hunt, and that's also that's the introduction of Renee Montoya and Huntress same scene yes um, because Renee Montoya is investigating the killings the of series all the of crossbow killings yeah, of all the crossbow killings yeah. yeah but she kills the other three normally and then kills that guy with the crossbow yeah because she wants to make it as slow as possible yeah and she wants to make a point exactly uh, yeah. point like a crossbow Ooh, what does a crossbow fire uh, bolts yeah a lot of people say arrows <laughs> oh I've played some video games oh you've watched arrow <laughs> I've watched one season of Arrow. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so you then you have the party, and this is our first introduction of like Hardy just being a fucking. I don't think she's likable at all in that scene. No, but she's not meant to be. No, she doesn't want. She's not trying to be. No, she's just uh, fucking getting pissed and just having a fun night. Yeah, that's what she would do. But it's like we're all just watching her sober. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're hanging out with your drunk friends. This is Margot Robbie talking to the extras and the cast and crew. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. I'm sure she's lovely. I think she's a nice woman. Yeah, she seems nice. Uh, she breaks that guy's legs. Yeah, <laughs> she breaks the driver's legs. <laughs> And that is how um, Black Canary gets her job. Yeah, like Black Canary in this. Yes, um, Journey Smollett Bell. Yes, I, um, I, she, I, th- I think she's the next strongest character, I think, for me. Character or actress? Actress and character, okay, I think, yeah. in this. Um, in just in all of the Birds of Prey. I think Black Canary's a really good character. I like that they went, spoilers, they went meta-human with her. Which is good. Yeah, like it's a natural ability she has. It's not... But she hides it. Yeah. But she's a singer as well, yeah, which is good. Um, and so, so she becomes the new driver. She becomes the new driver, and that for Black Mask. Black Mask. When do you want to talk about Ewan? <laughs> I, talk let's about talk Ewan. about him right now. Let's talk about Ewan. I he plays a slimy psychopath really well in this. Yes, I I have no problems with his performance. It's different from the Black Mask of the comics and the animated shows. It is very different until the very end scene where he gets the mask on and then he's just completely terrifying. Exactly. And he's like, Let's kill them. But yeah, because the the mask isn't always on him. No, well that's because we we said that though. It's you, McGregor. You can't have the mask on. Exactly. Um, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Do you think if Jared Leto had been better received that this character would have been pl- the Joker? Because he's very jokery. Oh, I never even thought of that. Because he like because he's so weird and he yes. doesn't give a fuck. I just feel like it would have been oh the Joker and Harley broke up. 
and now Joker wants to kill Harley. Um, I think you could drop I, that oh, character I can definitely in. see that. I can definitely see them going that way yeah. if it had been received better. Um, I I like that it is Black Mask. Now, unfortunately, like in the comic books, Black Mask can be a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is Have you seen Under the Red Hood? Yeah. Where uh, he's like, when Batman and that guy get here, I want a party waiting for them. Yeah. And he's like, I buy a party. I mean, a whole bunch of guys ready to kill them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, he's, I he is in, he's like intimidating in this movie because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's a pure psychopath. Yes. And. I like his relationship with Victor Zaz. Victor Zaz is in this as well. First yeah. introduction of Zaz. Yeah, first time we've seen him in a movie. I There was people complaining that Zaz had to be more intimidating as a character. I think he's early Zaz. He's not covered in scars yet. He's covered in some scars. So Victor Zaz's thing is that he has a scar for everybody he kills. Yeah, and his body is covered in him. Yes. Like head to toe. And he's just a serial killer. Yeah. That's his main thing. So... I, I enjoy the fact that he's here. People were complaining more so that, like, Zaz is probably bigger. And he's probably, like, more just intimidated at, like, 6'2 or 6'3. See, and, I like him as a wiry... And he's just a killer. Yeah, like, he doesn't even give himself time to eat. No, he's, he doesn't care. He's just on to, oh, who am I going to kill? Yeah. And I think he likes Black Mass because Black Mass just lets him run wild with it. They work really well together. I they really like them. Yeah, I love when he gets jealous. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he's... He, I don't know. It's like Black Mask is the one person he wouldn't kill. Like, I think he vaguely considers him a friend. And Black Mask wouldn't kill him or have him killed. Yeah, but I think it's more that Zaz is a tool for Black Mask. Yeah, okay. Like, he's the he, he'll cut a man's face off. Oh, he will. That's our first introduction to the two of them. <laughs> is that a Zaz thing? Does he usually cut a face off? He'll cut anything, man. Oh, he's oh, he's right. Victor Zaz. That's fair. <laughs> he'll cut faces, legs, arms, it doesn't matter. Um, no, I like... I like those characters and I can't wait to see more of them in the future. Oh, absolutely. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. We'll get on to that later. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Um, and so this is then uh, our introduction of Cassandra Kane. This movie, as I said, first half an hour is just introduction, introduction, introduction. Yeah. You have names above their head as well. Yeah. Which what did you think about that? Don't hate it. I, it, it plays into I have written down. Uh, this movie feels like Suicide Squad plus Zombieland plus Deadpool. Yes. That's what it is. Plus John Wick. Plus John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Which, not, not bad combinations apart from Suicide Squad. Maybe just leave Suicide Squad alone. Zombie <laughs> Land, Deadpool, John Wick. <laughs> pretty, good, pretty good movie. But you know, you have the ensemble team, you got the, the kooky yeah. goings on. And so this is kind of where the plot comes in and it, it's the MacGuffin. It's the MacGuffin. There's a MacGuffin that's been swallowed by the MacGuffin. There's a, yeah. Cassandra Cain swallows a diamond... That with, has the Bertinelli treasure written on it. On yeah, or engraved into it. Engraved into the diamond. Yeah. Now I remember in, there were rumors on like Reddit and stuff that in the early drafts of the script, script that that diamond held a USB stick with black mask stick picks on it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Where that, did you read that? On Reddit. On Reddit. Yeah. The, the source for all true stories. It was on R slash DCEU leaks. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> um, was it a picture of him taking a leak? No, no, no. It no. was a picture of his oh, penis. Oh, you yeah. McGregor or just Black Mask? Uh, both. <laughs> Ooh, 
<laughs> Code me in. Having a fun time. Zaz is like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can chop that off. <laughs> He'll chop anything He'll off chop that man. anything off that man. He's a maniac. So Cassandra Cain swallows the diamond. Yeah. And then... And Black Mask is after it and everybody's after it. So everyone's after Harley and everyone's after the diamond. Yes, because so, Harley and Harley takes Cassandra Cain. Well, this is... Uh, he kidnaps Harley. Yes. And she's like, I'll get the diamond That, torture, that like... Uh, what's it called? Interrogation scene. Yes. That's unreal. Because she just starts saying everything he's going to do before he does it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we've been over this. Yeah, like, she knows him. Because it's a world they've lived in. That's, that's kind of like why I like it. That was the scene where I was like, oh, they know each other. Yeah. Although, I didn't like the, the grievances thing. They came up beside his name. Yeah. It, like, I think they had the graphic. <laughs> they had the graphic for everybody. Yeah. Um, some of them aren't even funny, but some of them are okay. Some of the jokes land, some of them don't land. That's the thing, but I think if, if one of them kind of lands, you need to do all of them so that it's a cohesive One says thing. vote for Birdie? Like, in about six months. That's a, that's <laughs> a dated reference. Nobody's going to care. Not at all. <laughs> um, but I, I, get the, I always get the feeling that Hugh McGregor's Black Mask is just dangerous. Like, at any minute, he's going to throw a knife He could snap. It. Yeah. And, and that scene is great because he's just sitting back eating popcorn. And he like sw- he just has his hand. He's like, yeah, go on. Yeah, just, do your thing. He, just, he sways Pretend I'm not here. Just go on. Do your tang, Zaz. Yeah. Do your tang. And then as soon as she mentions, I'll get you the diamond. Yes. And this is probably... Um, this is kind of where the story actually... F- gets get, going. Gets going. Like, up until this point, it's all set up. We've seen the Diamond Games while well, we've got introduced to all these characters. We've gone back about four times to get all these different backstories. Yeah. And, at the, and to be fair, at this stage, I wasn't fully in. Not even fully in, but I was just kind of like hanging on. I was like, okay, come on, let's, let's go now. Yeah. We're, let's let's, hit the, we're re- I'm ready. Yeah, like you've done all the setup. It's all, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go. Right, so then we turn up to the police station and this looks fucking beautiful. This is unreal. Whoever decided to give her the colouring, the, the coloured, um, what are they called? Bandolier? Yes. No, yeah, like the, there's a non-lethal sandbag. Yes. Thing. But they blow up in different colours or glitter or sparkles. Yeah, they all do different things. Yes. And there's like, she has like seven of them and she hits seven dudes with them. Yes. And then she's just killing everyone with the gun. Yeah. In between. It's seamless. It's it's like it's acrobatic. This is... It's not punch, cut, punch, cut, punch, cut. It's no, it's like, wide it, shots. It's wide shots. It's a flow of fighting. Yeah. It's very John Wick. That And that's... It's John Wick, but with Harley Quinn. Yeah. So, so John Wick is all systematic. Get the gun. Take away the ammo. Then beat you yeah. down. Break someone, your bones. Someone said to me, John Wick is like the parkour version of a gunfight in that it's the most efficient way to do it yeah is what he does whereas she's Harley Quinn so she's going to be gymnastic she's going to she's, be flippier yeah and she's reactive yes like if she's swinging over that side she'll just continue the swing do a flip and land on you yeah like it's it, it it's much better than how she is in Suicide Squad where she's objectively just swinging a bat and she's the best at swinging a bat but she you're is. just swinging a bat but she's on that team for a reason Yes. Because she's a fighter that you can't predict. And she's a tri- she's a brilliant gymnast. She's a brilliant gymnast and also she's an incredible fighter. Now, in the comic books, I don't know if she's this good at fighting, but that's completely fine. If you're going to be in a movie and you're going to have a scene that's going to be like this, just make her 
make her Harley Quinn John Wick because it's unreal yeah and because it makes her as you said her introduction to Suicide Squad make way more sense retroactively yeah to now look at this and go oh that's what she can do because if she if she can't do that she is a liability on the team yes if she's just unpredictable that's not enough to be in a special ops unit yeah and so this scene actually like just has levels so you see her going through the station at first and then um, she get she's like where's Cassandra Cain guy says cage six or whatever or yeah. jail six then she comes down the sprinkles turned on yeah because she breaks the f- computer um and so then you have it's like a whole mo- it's another set piece yeah just within the set piece and, and like even the lighting in this is gorgeous yes like in this whole movie it's gorgeous but in this piece in particular like it goes from the fluorescent lights of the police office stairs and then you're in this dark blue lit uh like lock up area and it's like a video game it really she, is she gets to the next stage and then all of the villains are like that has to be that's a mission in Batman Arkham City it, yeah. like you walk into the jail and all the all the cells open and they just and you have to you have to beat all seven of them before you get out and she does and she does but it's fucking great in how she does it oh the bat work like oh, nice. there's a there's a bit in this I, it's might be my favourite bit in the film. Oh, you're t- I think you're thinking of the next stage. Am I? Yeah, she with the baseball oh, bat. Yes, 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 sorry. No, I'm yeah. jumping ahead because I, I love got, this. You got excited. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. She still has the gun at this stage, but she's out with bullets. Yes. So she's just swinging. And then the gun breaks. She breaks the gun off a guy's head and uses the broken bit of gun to beat up the other guy. And then Robert Pattinson puts it in his bat suit. <laughs> I'll fix that for later. <laughs> I'll have that now. I need some bullets. Waste not one, not Alfred. <laughs> Now get me some bitches with pearls. <laughs> I'm going to do some shooting, Alfred. I love it. <laughs> so uh, she moves on to the next stage. And uh, it's literally like a video game. So th- then she gets into the evidence locker because Cassandra Kidd runs away. Yeah, because she would. Because she would. And she doesn't know why all these people are after her. Or yeah. what the fuck is the story. Um, and so she moves she runs away they go to the evidence locker and then the more mobsters turn up because everybody's after the diamond now yeah and there's a 500k uh, hit on Cassandra Cain yeah but also like Black Mask has sent them after Harley as well yes because I, he figures look I'll either Harley will get the diamond and then I'll have the diamond and I'll kill her or all these other people will kill Harley and then get the diamond for me. Somebody's getting the diamond and bringing it back. And Harley will be dead. Yeah. But, yeah. It's win-win. Win-win situation. So they're in the evidence locker. And I think this is like... the Literally the only thing I had that was an issue was her hair was dry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they'll have her hair wet. The next scene, she's, her hair is back dry. And I'm like, guys, just to have her in the same way. I know she's in the dry, whatever. She went through uh, a, a superheater. Ah, yes, of course. You the know? superheater. <laughs> every, every station has one. But uh, yeah, this is like a whole different fight scene, different set piece. She beats them in different ways because she's out of the, she doesn't have the gun anymore. Yeah. And she just is trying to protect Cassandra Cain. As she fights. Yeah, it's a different... It's much more defensive, but still manic. Yes. And then you have the baseball bat, the baseball which, bat. which she, she fights. finds a baseball bat, yes. and she's delighted. Continue. <laughs> and what follows can only be described... As class. As, as fucking unreal, lads. Because she's just beating the shit out of people with a baseball bat. Mm. But like... Which is Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. But the baseball bat is like an extension of herself. Like, it's so natural to her. Yeah. That every impact, like, she'll hit him out with the bat, 
let go of the bat so it spins around, grab it and swing it into another guy. She throws it off the ground at one point. Smashes it off the guy's face and bounces it back into her hand. And then swings around again to hit it. Which, to be fair, if you just... If she was that tray with a bat, like, if that's all you had for years, you yeah. would become the greatest batsman ever. Exactly, yeah. And it's... It is a nod to... she Like, specifically in the Arkham games, she uses her hammer a whole lot. A mallet. A mallet, yeah. Yes. Sorry, like a carnival Which mallet. Which she gets later on. She does get later on. Yeah. Um, but she's the best with that. Yeah. So why wouldn't she be the best with what is essentially a smaller mallet? It's the, it's the equivalent of the Green Arrow. Like he's the best bowman in the in the world. Yeah, but he's also real good at darts. Yeah, but like she just her weapon of choice is a bat or a mallet. Yeah, and it's just something that you swing. So she becomes the best at getting the weight and how to fight with that perfectly. Even during that fight scene, I think there's a there's a bit where she like hits a guy on her left. And then she swaps hands mid-swig to her, her left hand. Yeah. And then swigs the guy to the right. Like, <laughs> like it's, she's swapping hands constantly. She's twirling around her back as she's fighting. And what's great about that is Margot Robbie was a producer on this film. Yes. So I'm sure she sat down with the fight choreographers. Yeah. And was like, right, let's figure out. Because then she can put in like, this is what I can do. And this is what we could, you know, work on. And it, it's seamless, which is... And the more I watch it, the more that's how Harley Quinn would fight. That's Harley Quinn. Yeah. On screen. Like, just seeing Harley Quinn fight like that is worth this movie. Yes. I think. Um, and so after the play- police station scene, you have her and Cassandra. They're bonding. They're they bo- go back to Doc. <laughs> Doc would never have betrayed him. Do you know where we'll be safe now? Doc. With Doc. <laughs> Good old Doc. Oh, Doc. Oh, Doc, you betrayed us. What have you done to me? <laughs> I was I was rooting for you, man. <laughs> That's been thirty two special. <laughs> spice. Um, so yeah, um, then Doc sells them out, Sean. I don't know if you notice, but Doc sells them out. Doc is he's not to be trusted. He's not to be trusted. Uh, it turns out, like all medical professionals, <laughs> and like for okay, she's had like two scenes with Doc. Yes. But you already like him because yeah. Doctor is a little slower. <laughs> he's just like a little fucking old man. He's not even that old. But he's just a it's man. Like 40. Yeah, but he's just, he's lived a life. And you just want the best for him. <laughs> but then he betrays him. And then you want him to die. You do. She's real cut up about it. But she's not even angry. She's just cut up. I feel like this is like, she, she doesn't have the energy to be angry. I feel like, I don't know. She's Nobody just, loves me. She's just tired of it. Yeah, everybody she knows is a liker. Yeah. Betrayed her. All uh, she has is this child she's essentially kidnapped. And, and to be fair, her and Cassandra get on well. They I think do. it's really good. They've got good chemistry, the two of them. They do. Even though that's not... But, like, it's just a kid. And, yeah. And I like the fact that the kid, through the whole thing, is just like, I love your house. Oh, my God, this is so cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, and she's, like, so down in her look, and she just gets this bright spot that's just like, you're really cool. Yeah, the kid, like, doesn't see all the all the cracks. No. She just sees colour and, oh, you have your own house. Yeah, wow, this is so cool. And a hyena. No, it's, it's not Cassandra Kane, is the thing. But, it, but that doesn't, look, that no, doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll just, we'll take it as this version. But it's like, do you know, I forget her name, but she played X-23 in Logan. Yes. That kid is, like... Angry at the world. True. This was a breath of fresh air. Because it would have been very easy to have someone angry at the world and crazy Harley Quinn. But to have, you know, 
oh you're cool yeah that's nice she's just like why are all these people after me this is so cool you're so cool yeah <laughs> and I think the best thing you can say about it is that the kid actress she's really really good that's the best you can ever say about a kid like, if they're not annoying yeah. not only is she not annoying she's actively good yeah she excels in this role yeah like, and, um, I, like, and we might see more of her I hope so well I think she'd probably have to get darker if she wants to go full Cassandra Kane. there's nothing stopping her break her other arm break both <laughs> arms and legs and legs Cassandra Payne <laughs> <laughs> I write it down lads DC execs are like fuck, fuck it Jesus lads we'll just get a focus group in we'll ask um, so yeah Harley's hope is then blown up yeah because Black Mask uh, learns where she is from um, Doc you also get the introduction of Huntress in this yes you do uh, her grown up version of herself yeah and motorcycle then, 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 very set, then they're very shorty go this is Helena Bertinelli do you remember from about an hour and a half ago <laughs> that's her that's the same person <laughs> that's her okay no, we'll <laughs> um, played so, by Mary Elizabeth Winstead true who can do no wrong uh, you you love her yeah she's great well that's good um, I didn't think she was that great that's <laughs> I, mean, I I understand that she's playing socially awkward. That's the thing, and I think like borderline on the spectrum. Yeah, because she grew up with two assassins who probably just didn't talk to her. Yeah, she doesn't know how to be around regular people, no. I think. Which, like, is fine. But there's little things, like, she practices her kill speech. In the mirror. In the mirror. I, I think that was the one time where I was like, oh, I like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> like... You you would want to practice it, I suppose. <laughs> um, so yeah, then she rings Black Mask yeah. and she organizes the big setup for the final action scene. Um, very good of her to do. Very good of her. <laughs> We're going to the act three here now, Robbie. Right, I'm going to need you to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> right? But in fairness, they, they gets them all to the to the fun house or madhouse. I I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it's amusement mile. Isn't yeah, it? sorry, amusement mile. Yeah. Um, Jesus, very. On, on the DC of me. Come on I now, know, come on. Come on, pick it up. Oh, the circus place. <laughs> you know, the little dicky. <laughs> parents are still on the ground. <laughs> um, Batman loves guns, doesn't he? He really does. Thank mad you. about. Back to that. Very close um, to his heart. Yeah, look. Um, but, yeah, they have the whole meet-up. And this is where all of the characters kind of reconvene. Yeah, now, all of our protagonists. Now, we haven't really covered Huntress and Black Canary and Renee Montoya in detail in this review but I think it's because the movie kind of flies by them as well really it does it's not a Birds of Prey movie really no up until the third act starts the most you probably get is with Renee Montoya yes but also like she is uh, Rosie Perez yeah Rosie Perez but she is not written super well I think mm. they lampshade it as well in they're like Everything you say sounds like it's from, you know, like, one of those lethal weapons. But that doesn't make it right. (laughs) No, yeah. But, like, she just says cliche lines a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think she's a good enough actress that you could do really meaty stuff with her. And her name and tie is a good enough character. Yeah. And that character is backstory and future. Mm. Like, even if it's not in this universe, like, there, she goes on to do things. And I don't see this version of the character doing that. No, weirdly, I think as... I liked Black Canary and Harley together. And I liked Harley and Cassandra together. Yeah. But I didn't like... I didn't think they had much chemistry when they all came together. As like a five or a four or whatever. Is that a question of like there's too many personalities? 
not even that there's too many per- there's too many personalities that we haven't seen enough of okay you yeah, can yeah. get away with say if you know four characters and you've got one who you don't really know yeah. but then you've got one character you really know and four people you kind of don't know and they're all just in the same group yeah I do get what you're saying there and just in the chemistry point of view I think it worked on an individual level but seeing them all together I was kind of just like I like I really like Black Canary in this like yeah, I re- she's very good and though. I really wanted more from that character like, just to see more or see the backstory of how she got her powers. When did she realise she had her powers? What? Something like that. Yeah. Or just, like, have a scene where she's a kid where she screams accidentally and, like, breaks things. Yeah, like, unfortunately with this film, and I know we say not everyone needs an origin film, but this feels like we've missed origin films and we're jumping into this film. Yeah, this carry and... It'd be like if we didn't see Captain America and Iron Man before watching The Avengers. Now, that can be done in regards to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You have... All these characters and their their backstories are explained by them. Yes. Where Drax is like, oh, my Or they're God. just not explained. Yeah, they're just there. Like Groot and Ra- Rocket. Um, and Rocket just are there. Yeah, and like, they just take it for granted. And so the problem is with this, though, their backstories are way cooler. So yeah. They have to introduce them. Their backstories are way cooler, but they, they kind of give a backstory. And yeah, that's half, worse than not giving one. Yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 half, the half-hearted... Uh, Helena Bertinelli gets the most backstory and then the least amount of screen time as an adult yeah which is even weirder like Renee Montoya and Black Canary get the most screen time as adults but they don't get any backstory and, and her Huntress gets all the backstory well all the backstory in two shots yeah but none of the screen time and none time. of the strength when she arrives in full time she's well, just a killer yeah it's a weird balance I wonder is there stuff that was left out of this movie but it would have to be first of all one hour 45 for a superhero movie it's a brisk pace it's, it does seem short mm. you know I wonder I'd like to see what's cut out of it um, so yeah you have the, the meet up and the final scene they kill Zaz yeah I, I like Huntress kills Zaz I like that she sell her to the time <laughs> <laughs> that's so dumb that joke if you were 16 that is the best thing to oh, ever yeah. Absolutely. I, but even I was like that's such a dumb Harley thing to do like I need you to shit yourself <laughs> right I'm attaching it to this toilet until it happens I mean like <laughs> she gets results <laughs> she gets results um, and then Zaz turns up he finds out Black Canary has been basically they're in undercover yeah Not undercover but, but she's like, been working with Montoya yeah a little bit um, and he's really creepy like yeah you're, when he finds out you're like oh shit yeah it's like this isn't gonna end well for somebody so he chopped off those people's faces he so did. it's not great let's remember that Although, man will chop off anything we didn't talk about that scene where Ewan's like ooh is that a snot bubble I've changed my mind yeah <laughs> kill them <laughs> That is, and when he has the shrunken faces in his room, <laughs> and he's just like, and now they're in my room! Ew! <laughs> <laughs> so weird. He's a lunatic. Um, it's just on edge. It's just as you're watching, you're like, fuck it, now this guy yeah. could be um, So yeah, they have the big meetup. This is the final act, the big fight scene. Um, what did you think of this? Uh, we got some of that CGI fog back. Yes. Well, uh, you mean on the pier? Yeah. I'm talking before that. There's, oh, like the, there's once again, the there's, three, there's three levels. There's two major fight scenes of this, well, uh, and the, they, like, three-level it. Well, okay, what do you think of the Black Mask? I love it. It's such an intimidating design, I really it? think that's fucking great. And, like, obviously I understand you've got Hugh McGregor, you have to show Hugh McGregor. He's yeah. a handsome man. He's handsome man. Great hair, and he acts the shit out of being crazy. He does. Um... But I, when he puts that mask on, there's a completely different vibe. He's much 
It, maybe it's that you can't see like the subtleties of his face, but he just looks like a monster. But I understand why you wouldn't put it because you didn't know. I forgot it was Hugh McGregor once the mask came on in a weird way. I get you, yeah. Like it could be anybody that you could just have in that mask. But I, I really think like the stakes are just like, oh shit, this guy. This guy means business. Yeah, he's, he's got the mask on. He's got all the gangs. He's there. It, like again, this isn't my favorite fight scene. I think everything in the police station is my fa- is like tops what we see in this. Mm. Um, I I think most people get their chance to shine in it. Yes, which I, I and I don't think the individual birds of prey get a lot of chances to shine outside of this. There was three. Yeah, this is the scene really where actually you become most attached to the, these characters. Yeah. Um. So. And it's good, you can you can become attached to a character during a fight scene, that's fine, you just see how they fight. Like, I think the main three stages that, point, that stood out to me, that I really loved in this, in the first part anyway, is the bit where Black Canary's like, this chick is full of rage. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not full of rage. <laughs> that's huntress. And yeah. the look on Black Canary's face, just his, uh, Journey Smollett, Belle, like she acts this shit, she's just like, this fucking maniac here, like fucking hell. Look what she just said. Um, there's that... <laughs> Um, there's the bit where Harley's on skates and I think it's because oh, Black- she's a roller derby expert now <laughs> and Black Canary looks around and she's like when did she have time for a foot chase <laughs> <laughs> does it make any sense um, and then the bobbin the bobbin is oh like, you need a hair tie <laughs> I, I love the fact that she's like fighting and the hair's in her face and Harley's just like do you need a bobbin and she just pulls it off her arm and just gives it to her and like that's something a male director would not think of no that's like a scene that would appear I would say in less than 1% of every single movie yeah. that's ever directed by one mi- a-, a guy yes but if you're in a fight scene you've got long hair me and you we've had long hair we've had long hair <laughs> it's a nightmare <laughs> it's a nightmare you gotta tie that up tie that up <laughs> pull a beanie over it I- <laughs> <laughs> push all that hair in front of you right? <laughs> and they don't know where you're looking exactly. next exactly if they don't know you don't know <laughs> but it's such a small moment for the really sells it yeah I, I've seen some people say that Harley Quinn is like Bugs Bunny in this movie okay because she's just like she just keeps dynamite in her car yes and she'll pop up on roller skates really quickly she's just a maniac like not unha- there's no logic there's no logic to her it's pure but, madness which is Harley Quinn yeah, technically, as a car- and, like in the comic books, that's what she is. Uh, yeah, but this movie also is—it's grounded, but it's just not grounded enough for you by that. You know, like it's okay. It's it's got it has a level of suspension of disbelief that you just have to be in with. Yeah, you're kind of already you're either in or you're not. Exactly. Um, but I, I just I like that comparison of her just being a cartoon character. And so then it goes from that situation. Uh, they're, they're just coming out of the funhouse. Yeah. And then they they're under pressure. They're Rene to gets shot by Black Mask. Yes, forgot yeah. this. But and then <laughs> um, Black Canary does her a uh, Canary scream or yeah. Canary cry. And this is the first time we see it. Looks class. It looks really good. And she collapses straight away. Yeah, I like that. That. May, she she's not like full fledged canary. In no, this. why would she, she wouldn't practice it though? Because she seems ashamed of it. Like yeah. you can see her going through in her head, like, oh for fuck's sake, I'm gonna have to do this. Yeah, it's like a last resort. Yeah, and you even 
not only that scene, that scene does do two things. One, it gets them out of there. It shows her her canary cry. But also, Harley's given the gun with one bullet. Yeah. Which comes into play later on, which you think... Oh, I, I like how they like they hug a light and they're like, that's going to happen. Like, that's going to make a difference. See that gun? See that gun? Important. Now, it's been set up. Now, you know she has the gun. So, wait till later on now she oh, has... Just leave that there now. <laughs> and and, you're, and in my head, I was like, oh, like, obviously, that's what she's going to use to shoot. And I like the misdirect later on. Yeah. So, um... Then you have the car chase scene that she's fueled by the scream or the cry to like on her rollerblades. Yeah. At the end of this movie, Harley Quinn is in a car chase on rollerblades. It's <laughs> like it's it it it's by all it's batch insane. By all accounts, it shouldn't work. No. But it's a delightful sequence. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> but like, if you've gone through the rest of it. You're just still like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. This maniac would be in a fucking rollerblades just rolling down beside the car. And then Huntress turns up. Yeah. Um, and she kind of gives her a little boost. They have a scene where they work together. That's the, I think it's the first time they're actually... Like alone a, together. Alone in a scene at all. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. A lot of the time, I think Margot Robbie said this as well, Harley Quinn needs someone to play off. A straight guy. Yeah. So I don't think... Like, I know it's a fight scene or a chase scene, so it might not be that important. But I think anytime she's with someone, it's interesting. Because it it just highlights how out there she is. Yeah, because, like, even during the first 15 minutes, like, you forget how crazy she is. Because she's just, uh, she's the only person, she's the only character we we have. Exactly. What we're seeing is just the status quo at that point. Yeah, until you see your name on Ty and everybody else, you're like, oh. Who are regular humans. Yeah. By all accounts. She's the outlier. Yeah. She's not the norm. Um, yeah, so she chases down Black Mask. He's got Cassandra Kane. The MacGuffin's in the MacGuffin. They're oh, waiting for the shit out oh, of the MacGuffin. No. <laughs> right? um, and so they crash. They end up on the pier. Also, that chase scene is fucking great. Yeah. I really, really love that scene. The bit where she keeps slamming that guy's head against the car, or the, the steering wheel, and the beeping keeps going on. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think what it reminds me of. Uh, maybe it's the highway chase in Deadpool. Right. Like, you know where he jumps into the SUV with all yes. the dudes? Just, like, the manicness of that. But also, it reminds me of the animated series in the way the chase is shot. Okay. If you get me, just in the... I don't know. Just in, in the movement of it, it reminded me of the animated that, series that briefly. Was, that was where I noticed that it was wide shot. Because you know that scene where she slides across the, the, yes. the boot as she gets into that car? Um, like, that's all wide shot. Like, they could have clear, easily cut that. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Straight up. Or, like, if a weaker director, probably it would have been just a gratuitous shot of her ass sliding across it. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, actually, you're right. You get Todd Phillips to direct that. Todd, come in. Todd, I think you're the man for this. He's done Joker. Next up, Harley. Oh, oh if they make just, just Harley. <laughs> it's really sad. It's just, yeah, he just does sad she people. She sleeps movies. in a fridge. It's so cool. Uh, it's so cool, man. We live in a society, we right? We do indeed. Um, so she slides across it, and she she like kicks those guys with the roller skates, and I was like, that would really hurt. Would, oh, have you ever been hit with roller skates like, in the wheels? At the oh, that would fuck you, right? Oh, you'd be in bits. No, you'd be an absolute bit. So um, that fight scene is great, um, and it's just it's just a really cool, colorful shot because she's decked out full yellow pink yeah. br- blonde hair like a highlighter factory exploded exactly. on exactly and they're all just in black sedans yeah just full black and she's just fucking them all up yeah and she's winning yeah like. she's rolling through them all like 
Um, literally. <laughs> literally. Roller, roller derby. Um, and so, yeah, they, they set that up earlier on. Yeah, and I just, an expert roller derby. And I just thought it was, like, oh, okay, that's fun. <laughs> it comes into play. Like, who would do that? That is hanging in <laughs> There you go. There you go. Look. Look, we showed her in the younger on. She's not a Mary Sue when no, it comes to rollerblades. No, she can catch a fucking car in a rollerblade. I don't know if that's how it works. But, no, but. Um, then you have the scene on the pier and like all the fog is everywhere and there's just shadows. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really... It just looks cool. It does. And I like the... Also, that takes all the colour out of the movie. Do you know, it's like she's in shadow as well. You can't really see it. Like it's been bright coloured for like an hour. Yeah. And then it just goes to grey. Yeah, and it's but it's not a big grey villain fight. No, you know it's not a CGI mess. No, I, I mean in terms of like they do that on purpose. Yeah, it's a very deliberate choice because yeah. like, it Harley's not. She almost seems like she's enjoying a lot of it through the whole movie, but she's not enjoying it at the moment. No, but. I like that he's just hiding behind the statue. Because <laughs> yeah, earlier on he was talking about his old statue. Yeah. It was just like, um, was it Black Canary? He's like, what's this? Yeah. Oh, that's me. <laughs> me. That is a statue of me. <laughs> Pure. Oh, I love you and McGregor um, so much. This is where she pulls the gun out and you're like, this is it. It's a one shot. She's Here we go. one shot. Loot she Eminem. Just, she just shoots. <laughs> she gets one shot. She shoots the statue and then you and McGregor's like, well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I am embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Look, fair enough. <laughs> but then Cassandra Kane earlier. If I had told you before this movie that I would have ended with Black Canary being blown up by a grenade, Black Mass. It, sorry, Black not Black Canary, also Black Canary, you would never believe me. But Black Mass getting blown up yeah. by a grenade into several different pieces. Yeah, you see him explode. Cassandra so, Kane slips a, a, a load of grenade into his pocket, yeah. and then he's kicked over the side of a pier where he blows up and then drowns. You think he's dead? I don't think you can drown if there's no if there's no lungs. His lungs aren't attached to his head, so I don't think there's any drowning. He's definitely a dead man, isn't he? I don't think we even have to answer that. No. If he's not dead. It was a bold move to kill off Black Mask in his first appearance. I think you McGregor only signed on for one. They're That's like, fair. let's blow him up in the most spectacular way possible. What if he becomes Solomon Grundy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's gr- you McGregor just comes back at everybody. I would love that. Oh, Grundy. <laughs> He'd be a good riddler. <laughs> well, he could be. What's the riddle? How did I survive? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be Black Mask. <laughs> Figure that out. Um, and I like the ending. It's very sudden. Yeah, it's very sudden, but also completely in tune to what we've seen. Yeah. I See, I wasn't gone on this film, but talking about it again, I'm enjoying talking about it. I think it, we I think. always enta- enjoy talking about it more. Yeah. I think the movie itself has some flaws. Yes. In regards to just... Like, I think we've overlooked it, but... Um, oh, also it ends with all the black... The birds of prey all joined together, and Harley and Cassandra. Those outfits look terrible, by the way. Oh, awful. They looked way better the first time. Yeah. Why are they doing that? I don't know. Like, is that... That has to be, like, a... The Well, the blue... Dark blue and black is kind of their thing. Yeah. But Hunters has a terrible mask on. Yeah. She looked way cooler with the hood. Way cooler? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know. That you wouldn't be able to aim super well in that mask, I don't think. No, no, you wouldn't. Um, and Renee Matoy is just with them. Yeah, she left the GCPD. But she doesn't have a mask, so she's just walking around as like a police officer with, with a baton. Yeah. Yeah, look. And, <laughs> and Harley's with Cassandra, um, and they kind of go off the roadway. But I They have the fortune. They split the fortune. Yes, they and do. that's how they fund their enterprises. Um, so, in regards to the movie itself, 
um, main thoughts for me are it's kind of like kick-ass little bit oh like yeah kick-ass. I get kick-ass vibes yeah. actually a brutal violence brutal violence and then absurd in, comedy brutal violence in a cartoon colourful world yeah um, you also have I didn't like the, the flaws in this movie that I could find were basically all the birds of prey yeah, and it's not even down to them, I don't think. No, I think as actresses, they're absolutely killing it. They're yeah. do- doing what they can do. Exactly. What the script is telling them to do. But just in terms of, like, as we, we've already kind of mentioned, just origin stories, and just, I don't know if they get the same... I don't know if they get the right amount of screen time. No, see, I think if this had been called Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey from the start, yeah, I think you wouldn't have such... Like, that complaint would be a minor one. But yeah. because it's Birds of Prey... They're not, like, it's not the Birds of Prey. No, they're, they're, they're like, it's not even the right Birds of Prey light-up. Like, no. <laughs> Beck Carl isn't even there. Or yeah, Oracle. Or Oracle. Can they use her? Um, I actually don't know. Because that implies that Jared Leto Joker shot Barbara Gordon. Oh, for God's sake. It does. It does. Um, well, they're doing a Gotham City Sirens. I know that. Right. Um, which... This is very classic DC to release this movie and have the sequel already in production before this one even does well. Absolutely. And then they'll have to go back and rewrite Gotham City Sirens to go what the criticism of this one is. That's the best way to produce films. <laughs> That's just, wait till one comes out. Make one good one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're doing Gotham City Sirens, so they have to do Batgirl. But Batgirl, I think, is going to be introduced in Gotham City Sirens. And then she's getting her own movie. Yeah. So they couldn't do her in this movie. And also, if you're going to do Batgirl, then it's going to be a long time before you can do Oracle. Yeah, you can't. You can't have Batgirl become Oracle in her first film. <laughs> no, no stakes. First scene, first action, just like oh, no, opening, opening of the movie. Tough, tough day at the old Batgirl factory. <laughs> at the old Batgirl factory. Shot. <laughs> I like. I certainly, in terms of where this sits for me, mm. I like it more than everything in the Justice League film series I think this is my favourite DC movie other than Wonder Woman I forgot Wonder Woman yeah Wonder Woman's better than this mm. but it's better I like it more than Aquaman like more than Shazam like more, the, oh yeah like more than Batman vs Superman Suicide Squad Justice League yeah like and I think it's just fun see it is it's a lot of fun but also you. Could, I think you could easily do a PG-13 version of this I don't think the R rating is that like I know there's faces Cut off. She breaks that guy's legs. She does. Yeah. But and there's that fight scene in the police station where she has the baseball bat. She breaks the guy's leg when he kicks the car door open. Yeah. And then she breaks his other leg on the way down. Look, Connor, kids are resilient these days. They've all got TikTok. <laughs> ah, yes. TikTok. The same as mass they've, murder. They've all been on live leak. They have. They all have been there. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I, it didn't feel super R-rated to me. I think the RN I think it helped it as a movie but hindered it as a, a product as a product as in like people wouldn't go see it that, yeah and I like I feel if Joker hadn't done well with the R8 this wouldn't have been R-rated I, haven't, I think it mean it felt way more natural as an R8 
I, I think they weren't hampered. No, I, I think it was way more natural for Harley to just be, like, just saying fuck. Yeah. And, like, I didn't have an issue with it, but I can understand why people would be watching this and the violence and be like, what the fuck? Are, like, Jesus Christ, this is way out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what is going on? Why do you, you don't have to curse every second sentence or whatever. Yeah. But Harley Quinn is a crazy person, so... And she doesn't care what she, anyone she thinks. She doesn't care. And so she will break the, your bones yeah. if she wants to. Um. So, and I... I also, I don't know if you could have that scene where Black Mask chops off those people's faces Probably in PG-13. Not. So where's your introduction to Black Mask? He, he just pops up. He just like, pops hey, up. Hey, I'm Black Mask! But then it, I think if it's PG-13, Black Mask is literally just a guy that's like, Hey, what's going on? Hey, and you never actually get the bit where like, oh, he's no also, fear. Yeah, he's yeah. also crazy. Makes sense, I get you. Um, I think I didn't like, as I said... The introduction of Birds of Prey, the non-linear storytelling for the first half not an hour, a fan of that. or the first forty-five minutes, I just I could not get involved in that. No, and I also th- and the like, voiceover. You're not a fan of the voiceover. I like the voiceover the first fifteen minutes when and it was then, Harley's bit. Yeah. Then leave it because I think at the, you said at the start. I think it's a crutch. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's a crutch for a clever device. Yeah, I think it's used if like a screenwriter wants to get so really quickly. But is a bother to write a scene? Yeah. It's like, Harley, you just tell them. Just tell them that that's Helena Bertinelli and her whole family died. And then, um, it, and yeah, it's nearly the equivalent of, you know, the in the Suicide Squad, Captain Boomerang and then a list of his accolades. Yes. It's, it's the equivalent of that, but better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, voiceover. Fight scenes were definitely positive. Cin- cinematography was definitely, definitely yeah. positive. Um, I like that it felt like a lived-in place. Yeah. I like I I agree. It felt lived in. I thought there was some stuff that was just odd that they left out, like I, no Batman. Yeah, like yeah. or even just like there, there's is there any reference to Batman in this? Mm, I think she says I got kidnapped by Bat or I got arrested by Batman. Okay, that was it. Right, like I, not even that everything has to have Batman in it, but like I would have liked to see just little in jokes for the DC universe thrown around, maybe. Yeah, I actually that's a good point. Like it's a lived in universe, but if it is lived in, then where's Batman? Yeah, like, like in Amusement Mile, there should have been a poster for the Flying Grayson somewhere. Yes, like, shit like that. Um, the performances are great. Uh, I think that the it moves. The plot of this movie just is shifting constantly. Yeah, there's never a scene where I'm like, this is bit getting a bit bored. Yeah, that's true, and I think the tone is pretty good as well throughout. Like, there's no real dramatic suddenly you're in a different movie like yeah. Shazam had um, and in terms of the cast Margot Robbie is obviously fantastic yeah but we knew that uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead can do no wrong <laughs> Connor what she can do no wrong not great in this <laughs> <laughs> but I know once again it's not her fault I think she I think uh, she's underwritten give, yeah I think if you gave that character to anyone you would level that complaint against them yeah I know I think so I don't want to insult your favourite person look <laughs> have you seen the Clover, what, what's that Cloverfield movie she's in? It's number two. <laughs> Have you seen Die Hard Four? <laughs> so, Have you seen <laughs> Die Hard? Stop saying. Have you seen uh, Journey Smollett Bell? I think she's probably the second best. She's great. She's great. Rosie Perez is obviously great, um, and then Hugh McGregor is just having a ball. He's just having he's a bit having of, fun with it. He's having a bit of crack. And he's looking great doing oh, it. He's all looking well. Yeah. Um, in terms of just, it, as I just said, it, it flies by. Um, hopefully, it gets a bit more, bit, bit more money over the next while. I think that I think I it's done well the past this. weekend. Now I want to see more of this, and I think they're going to get scared. Yeah, I think they need to. 
commit to it because there's a, there's apparently there's a Harley Quinn series on the DC universe. Yeah, that's really good. That's apparently really good. Yeah. So like the audience is there. You just need to listen to them, maybe or not even listen to them because they all want. Maybe don't have some uh, feminist propaganda. Maybe. There you are now. <laughs> He's got it, lads. <laughs> No feminist propaganda. <laughs> Sexier early. Is that all I ask for? I'm a simple man. I just want to take just all the power away from women and back to the men. <laughs> that would be amazing. Imagine that, like, g- complaint spots message. <laughs> That's in some sort of survey. Do you see him oh, doing really? it? It's like, make Margot sexier. <laughs> well, it's what the people want. Oh, come on, Margot. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this is a. I think it's a really fun movie. I mean, it's not the best movie ever, but it's definitely a movie I would rewatch again, and I would do that for very little of the DC movies. That's true. I, yeah, this is a movie that if if it came on, I wouldn't turn it off. I I probably will watch it like on streaming just for fun one day. Yes. Um, how many Weebix? Three mm. with maple syrup. Oh, nearly pancake Tuesday. Very good. Yep. I take three mm-hmm. with maple syrup. Nearly pancake juice. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe the real birds of prey was the friends we made along the way. No, it's not. Um, so, do you want to take a look, John? Yes, thanks everyone very much for listening to our spoiler special episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us, all of our links are down in the description. Uh, you can email us at herofriaroutlook.com. And big thank you to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Uh, if you'd like to join those fine people, you we did Batman Begins. We did do Batman Begins for mm-hmm. our $5 plus patrons. So, uh, patreon.com slash cheers for your podcast. There's a link in the description. Uh, that is where you can go to support the show. Thank you to everyone who does. We love you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nailed Most importantly, it. tell one human being we exist. Just a one. So, I've been Conor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 